Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. We have a lot we still have to do here on this magnificent football Monday on a terrific football Tuesday. We got to talk the two NFC West games in week 18, the Niners hosting the Rams, the Cardinals hosting the Seahawks. The AFC West games are, are brutal and like don't matter for anything. Now we can bet on them. So we'll talk about them. We'll save them for tomorrow's show. That's going to be the Chargers hosting likely Blaine Gabbard and the Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes like unlikely to play in the game. Chiefs locked into the three seed. And then we'll talk the Raiders and the Broncos. Rematch of that game in week one. One by Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders in Denver. Now, obviously, the Raiders will host this game with Aiden O'Connell against Jared Stidham. So we'll talk Raiders, Broncos, Chargers, Chiefs on tomorrow's show. So still to come, Week 18 from Ken and myself, Niners, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, and we'll talk Sunday Night Football as well, uh, AFC East Championship game, maybe a winner-go-home game as well for the Buffalo Bills as Buffalo plays on the road in Miami. We'll also give you all our bets for tonight coming up in the final segment of the show. But joining us right now, it's been a while since we had some golf on the show. Been a while since the PGA Tour has been in our lives. And it is, candidly, it's awesome to have it back because we love betting on golf here on You Better You Bet. We've got the Century Tournament of Champions in Hawaii coming up this week. And joining us right now to discuss it is our good friend. I got to tell you, man, I don't know where he lives, but he's very tan right now. And I'm very jealous of him because I'm, I look like Casper the Friendly Ghost. Is our friend Jason Sobel, our SiriusXM teammate from SiriusXM PGA Tour Radio. Also does a great work for our friends over at the Action Network on Twitter at Jason Sobel, T-A-N. Jason, welcome back to the show. Happy New Year. Hope you and your family had a great holiday season. It's Nick and Ken. How you doing? How the hell did you get so tan? Happy New Year, guys. Great to see you and speak with you again. I live in Orlando, which I highly recommend to anybody this time of year. <laughs> it's uh, not as bad as most of the country is. And uh, Nick, you, you mentioned there, because we were talking during the break a little bit, where you said, man, it's great to have golf back. And I, I kind of said, yeah, I, I kind of just want more college football. I mean, you want golf. I want college football. I don't know. Can you... Can you do something for me? Only one game left. I'm gonna. I'm already having like anxiety attacks. We got nine months without it. And and Jason, I you get this could be a quick answer. You and I were even talking off the air. You and I were in the same college football pool. I'm sure you miss having the even the ten games to pick from in that pool. Yeah. Okay, wait. We do, we do have the championship game in six days. I told you what the spread. I think you you actually had a good guess. You were like, I don't know what the spread is. I'm guessing it's. And I was like, Yeah, that's. That's exactly what it is. You were like five, right? Like about five. I was like, yeah, four and a half, five. Michigan, yeah. like a four and a half point favorite in most places, five and others. This could be a really quick answer, but like I tell you that side, it's Michigan four and a half for the title. Like a, a bet that springs to mind immediately for you since you're Jones in for college football. I like Michigan. I think Washington keeps it somewhat close. Again, I, I told you this is what I did yesterday, and I get this might be a square play. Just tease them all. When the odds makers are right and you're sitting there for six days going, I don't know. It looks pretty right to me. It looks like that's about what it is. Just tease the whole thing. Michigan, Washington, over, under. Let's hope they get it right. Okay. Well, there you, that, yeah. there you have it. Out of the national championship game. <laughs> and it was successful yesterday, Jason, was betting the, uh, the, the semifinals, yeah. to be fair. All right. Uh, Century Tournament of Champions coming up this week. It's the first time I'll show I've said it correctly. Uh, Scotty Scheffler's our betting favorite here, plus 550. Jason, before we kind of like talk about the odds and bets, et cetera, do you want to like tell our audience like about this tournament here uh, going to become in Hawaii this weekend, the Tournament of Champions? Okay, so first of all, you did not say it right. It's only the century now. They got rid of Tournament oh. of Champions because it's now a signature event. Uh, I would never, hey, I would wrong. never, Jason, Jason, I would never, never 
throw our show sponsor, BetMGM, under the bus for having Tournament of Champions on there. I would never do that because I love them and they're our show sponsor. Just want to say, like, I would never do that. Yeah. They are not the only official betting operator of the PGA Tour, which has, that's, but no, it's, uh, the other ones have it more wrong. How's that for your sponsor? They got it wrong first. That's good. Uh, in any case, please continue. Any opportunities for this week? Scotty Scheffler is indeed uh, your favorite. What you're going to see in not just this field this week, 59 players in the field, but this is the start of something we're going to see on a pretty regular basis. Uh, the first of eight signature events, they're calling them now, on the PGA Tour. They're going to be shorter fields, fewer players in them. And what's going to happen is the guys at the top are going to have shorter numbers. I'm not sure I like it that much. Uh, so essentially, Compared with a 156-man field where Scotty Scheffler could be, what, 8-1, to 10-1, to one, we're getting rid of 97 players, and instead he's going to be around 5-1 to one this week, maybe even shorter in some books. So I, I don't necessarily love that. My strategy this week, it's a week when we haven't seen these guys in at least a month, and most of them we haven't seen in a month and a half, two months, maybe even more. There's a ton of unknowns. I have no idea not being there this week. In Kapalua, I can't believe they didn't send me. I've been there previously, but it's a great spot. I don't know who's been grinding at the range for the last two weeks and who's eaten all uh, Christmas cookies and come in with 15 pounds of extra weight on them and just kind of easing their way into the year. So essentially, my theory this week is I'm playing numbers more than I'm playing names. And what I mean by that is I'm going down the board and I'm picking out guys where I go, that number looks a little too inflated. I'm going to hit that one. The first one I get to on the board is Tony Finau. He's right around 28, 30 to 1 in most books. Finau makes a tremendous amount of sense to me. Two top 10s at this event in the past. About a month ago, he said, you know, there are rumors he was going to live. Did the Wolf of Wall Street thing where he kind of banged his chest and said, I'm not leaving. The show is mine. I'm staying here. And so Tony Finau staying with the PGA Tour. I love the narrative, the romantic notion that he proved his loyalty and now he can win. Really, though, it's a mental pursuit. Having that weight lifted from his shoulders could be good for Finau. Uh, I go down the board, a couple other names with big numbers next to them. Corey Connors. Corey Connors is going to win something big this year. I don't know if it's a major. might be a signature event. He's going to win something big. I'm okay going down swinging a couple of times before I hit one out of the park. I think if I keep taking him at his, his current number, which is 60 to 1, at some of these better events, I'm going to hit at some point. And I don't want to miss. I don't want to watch that fastball going over the plate and not swing at it. So I'm going to take a swing at Connors. And then Sahith Thigala, another really talented player, doesn't hit a ton of fairways. That's kind of the worst part of his game is accuracy. Guess what? The fairways here are like 900 yards wide. He's going to hit these fairways. And so the rest of his game is really good. Again, 75 to 1 in some books, a really nice number. So, Jason, I think a, a nice comprehensive answer there about, like, outrights for this tournament, the bet, the bets that you like. Let me ask you, and I think we actually had you on a year ago, and I asked you this question. <laughs> to be fair, I don't remember what the answer was. I'm sure it was really smart, whatever it was. Uh, but, like, I, you know, you said with Corey Connors, and you're kind of thinking the same way I am, where it's like, all right, like, what kind of year, <clears throat> excuse me, is this going to be? 
like a, you know players that we haven't seen emerge before you know we could have been here a year ago because said, oh, like max homa is gonna you know contend mm-hmm. at, a, at a major or something like that like there were a bunch of names victor hovland's gonna win a major like these were reasonable predictions right so you don't know if Corey connor's you think he's gonna win maybe a signature event maybe not like the masters or something like that maybe right. not like a really right. really big event is there a golfer right now because like you know you look at the odds board for even for this tournament like ludwig ober is just going to be so low priced in these tournaments like you know just going forward because of his amazing skill maybe he's the answer maybe it's somebody we're not talking about yet a major winner this year that a little off the beat like not scotty scheffler not rory who would be a major winner this year that makes sense okay so actually ken i'm in the process right this very second of writing my annual column called the leap where i pick 10 different players to do exactly what i'm writing the leap so instead of just i think scotty scheffler is going to be really good in 2024 it's you've got to pick somebody to do something even better than they've done previously one of those guys is Victor Hovland. I think he wins a major. My usual prerequisite is for a guy to win his first major is, does he play well at all of them? He had top 20s at every single major championship last year. Victor Hovland is just that good. I think it's coming. Ludwig Gobert, I will put it to you guys this way. I'm in a an industry-wide uh, fantasy draft right now. I think I just heard the ding on my computer. My spot is up. In the first round, I had the sixth pick, and I considered myself very lucky that Obert was still there. I would have taken him at number four behind Scheffler, McElroy, and Hovland. I like him that much. The kid is really, really good. I was going to say he could get into the top 10 in my column on the leap. I think he could be top five by the end of the season. I really do. A couple other names for you, guys that have not won before, but I think can win this year. Uh, Minwoo Lee, who's won around the world, hasn't won on the PGA Tour. The guy's a a stud. He's an absolute superstar waiting to happen, and you're going to love him. He's a fan favorite. He's got pizzazz. He's got panache. He's fun to root for. He is going to be a star. I like Sam Ryder to go win for the first time on the PGA Tour, and watch out for Bo Hostler. Bo Hostler is starting to get into some of these bigger events now. The more you're in the bigger events, kind of a it's a little bit of a rich-get-richer scheme. You get into the big events, you make more money. You make more money, you get into bigger events. You get into those bigger events, you make more money. I mean, Uh, it's just kind of how it works in professional golf. He's a guy that I think is going to reap the benefits this year. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken on a Tuesday talking golf with our pal Jason Sobel from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio and the Action Network on Twitter at Jason Sobel, T-A-N. Jason, let's close with this. Any other bets that you like coming up at the uh, the Century Tournament of World Champions? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I will give you a couple other names for uh, top 10s and even top 20s. And the reason for that is I don't see those numbers, even though the outright marketplace sort of corrects when there's shorter fields. It feels like to me, you can still get some top tens at some pretty nice prices. The Gala I mentioned already, top 10 at plus 450 in some books. He's only got to be in the top 17% of the field. It's not like he's got to beat 146 other players. He's got to beat 49 other players to get into that top 10. So I, even if I give you some names, Russell Henley is a guy that I like. Eric Cole, I like this week. But whoever the names are that you like, don't be afraid to bet them top 10 and even top 20 at plus money this week, where essentially they only have to beat about uh, two-thirds of the field. It's really not that hard, these shorter fields, to cash those tickets. So Jason, we appreciate it. Tremendous job, as always, my friend. Uh, on Twitter at Jason Sobel, T-A-N, Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio, and be sure to be on the lookout for his column coming up, The Leap, at the Action Network, setting up this year's golf season. My friend, we appreciate it. Happy New Year again. Stay well. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, boys. Appreciate it, as always.
Our pal Jason Sobel joining us here on You Better, You Bet. I got to tell you, when he said the name Tony Finau, all I was thinking, I can't wait to bet golf this year. I can't wait I to know. Like, I, get, get these we names didn't even back ask in him, our lives. We didn't even ask him, like, no Rom. Like, what is that? You know, John Rom's building a house made entirely out of diamonds. Like, what is, uh, what's he going to do this year in, in the, like, you know, it didn't affect the live guys last year, to be fair, very much. Like, Kepka was very good and won a Grand Slam or won a major, I should say. Um, yeah, I, I miss it at the same time. Like, there's a little too much going on right now for me. <laughs> like, I like you know when I miss golf? May. Like, that's what I miss because it's like, yeah, you got playoffs on at night. But during the day, like, I don't bet baseball. If you do, then you probably feel busy around that time. I just, like, neck deep in NBA stuff. Like, hockey, I'm trying to work on a bunch of things. Awards for both sports are kind of like like not winding down but like slowing but still very there's a lot going on and i haven't even one of my projects for this past weekend uh like my, my wife and kids were out i was like on friday i'm gonna take a couple hours and like literally like blow dust off of to a certain extent college basketball for the ncaa tournament not even for like conference play just like march like try to actually like put teams in and see what's going on i didn't even get to do that yet i i don't know if i can take golf right now like in a in a big way like i'll put in some bets and stuff but I just, it'll be a slow burn. It'll be a slow buildup. Got to, we start small. Yeah, got too much other stuff going on. All right. Uh, can't wait for it. All right. Let's, uh, let's keep talking week 18 in the NFL. Jake, bring the music yeah, up sure. here. And Ken, let's hit three more games uh, before we give up our bets for tonight. And we'll close with the Bills and the Dolphins Sunday Night Football on Miami. But we'll talk both NFC West games here. Uh, and that is San Francisco, now by virtue of Philadelphia's loss uh, and Detroit's loss on Saturday night. The Niners are your one seed in the NFC playoffs and home field advantage. So Christian McCaffrey has already been ruled out for Sunday's game with a mild calf strain. So McCaffrey will have a number two weeks off before we see him again. The Rams, uh, by virtue of their win over the Giants and other results, namely Seattle losing, the Rams clinched a playoff berth. Uh, so they are in the playoffs no matter what, whether win or lose this game against San Francisco. Now, playoff seeding, I, I think, will matter a lot. If they're the seven. They would have to go to Dallas, most likely, where they got trucked earlier this year. And if they're the six, then you have the Matthew Stafford Bowl in Detroit. And I think both you and I would like the Rams in that game. So I, I think it behooves the Rams to try and win this game. There's some thought that maybe McVay will sit the starters here. That has not been said out loud yet. And for San Francisco, we kind of don't know what Kyle Shanahan's going to do. There's a great soundbite and quote from Shanahan talking about this. Basically saying, like, okay, you can sit your starters. Also, you have to field a 53-man roster. Guys are going to be active and play in the game. So we don't know the Niners' plan yet. San Francisco was a three-and-a-half point favorite. Now they're three. San Francisco minus three, total 42-and-a-half. The other NFC West game, Seattle at Arizona. Cardinals coming off the big comeback win on the road in Philadelphia. Seattle, like, off a terrible loss at home to Mason Rudolph and the Steelers. Seattle can still make the playoffs by beating the Cardinals on the road and seeing the Packers lose at home to the Chicago Bears. Seattle in between a two-and-a-half and a, a three-point road favorite in the desert at Kyler Murray and the Redbirds, total 47-and-a-half. Ken, just start with thoughts here on these two games. We can carry it over to the next segment. Seahawks-Cardinals seems pretty straightforward to me. Uh, I kind of thought the game would exist as like a Seattle 3 kind of number on the road. It's a little less than that now. It's more like 2.5. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. I think 3 might be the right number in that game. Maybe we have a thought later in the week. It feels like a somewhat normal football game. Arizona's kind of all in because they Kyler's their quarterback and they're trying to win games. They beat the Eagles last week. I don't think there's anything kind of fishy going on there. So that market seems stable and normal to me. 
Rams 49ers, I think it's all up in the air in terms of uh, it's worth noting a lot of the threes have gotten bet. There's actually a couple fours on the board now with the Niners. So I think that's the wow. game that maybe we spend more time on. Seattle, Arizona to me is like normal game, three point spread ish, nothing to do. A little bit more on the NFC West games coming up next. Then we'll do the Bills and the Dolphins and then our bets for tonight. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM.